Good evening, my friends, and welcome back to 62 Horror Movies with Josh Hitchens. That's me, where I will be your host for a creepy double feature every night through the month of October. Come join me, won't you? Tonight, we are going to have a dark and stormy night for October 4th, and we are going to start off with one of my favorite horror movies of all time, The Old Dark House, directed by James Whale and released in 1932. So this is one of those movies that we are very fortunate to still have at all. It was actually considered a lost film until 1968. Um, It had gained this reputation as sort of the ultimate in the old dark house genre that no one, most people had never seen. And the reason why we have this movie is due to the efforts of a director named Curtis Harrington. Curtis Harrington um, was a gay man who had known uh, director James Whale in the last few years of his life. And Curtis Harrington also went on to direct uh, several horror movies and and TV show episodes as well, including uh, Queen of Blood and Whoever Slew Auntie Rue with Shelley Winters. Uh, and Killer Bees, uh, Gloria Swanson's final film role. Uh, but he, uh, Curtis Harrington really lobbied Universal Pictures uh, to find a surviving negative of the old Dark House, and they eventually did. The first reel was pretty badly damaged, but the rest of it was pristine, and he's the reason why the old dark house was fully restored and made available again after being thought lost and it really is a treasure um i think still very underrated i don't know a lot of people that have seen it but it is as i said one of my favorites i've watched this movie dozens of dozens of times it has a unique and wonderful creepy atmosphere Um, Everything you'd want in an old Dark House movie originates with this film. Uh, Sound effects are great of the storm and the rain. Um, The classic Castle Thunder sound effect that you've heard in a million spooky things, including Disney's Haunted Mansion that is here. Uh, And it's also very funny. Um, That's the one thing that... The scriptwriters R.C. Sheriff and 
Ben W. Levy really added to their adaptation of The Old Dark House, which is based on the novel Benighted by J.B. Priestley. Uh, they added comedy to it. So there is some really funny stuff, some very subversive stuff. And like a lot of James Whale's work, especially his horror movies, there is a really delightful gay subtext to this film. Uh, so James Whale is, of course, most famous for directing the 1931 Universal Pictures Frankenstein uh, starring Boris Karloff as the monster. And after that, he didn't really want to be typed as a horror director, uh, but he agreed to do The Old Dark House, um, partially perhaps because the book was written by J.B. Priestley. And James Whale had first come to prominence as a director in theater by directing uh, the play Journey's End by Priestley. And Journey's End was, and still kind of is, thought to be the definitive play about what happened in the trenches to soldiers in World War I. And the book Benighted that the Old Dark House is based on is very much a book about that post-war disillusionment. Um, a lot of the characters... Uh, the men that are in this film especially uh, are, as one character says, battered by the war and they're sort of recovering from it and trying to find meaning in life. And the Femme family who live in the old dark house are sort of this decaying, broken family with lots of deep, dark secrets. Um, so there's some serious themes underneath this movie and it's also a riot uh, in this <laughs> in the same breath. Um, it's interesting that two of the people who are in the who are associated with this movie were in fact in World War One. Uh, James Whale was a soldier in World War One. He was actually uh, kept as a prisoner of war for a time uh, before he was released by when the war ended. And also uh, serving in World War One was the great. Ernest Thessinger. Ernest Thessinger is most well-known today for his equally incredible performance as Dr. Pretorius in James Whale's 1935 masterpiece, The Bride of Frankenstein. Uh, but this was the first time Ernest Thessinger and James Whale first worked together. Uh, Ernest Thessinger was injured uh, in the line of duty in World War I and had damage to his hands. And what he did uh, to try and get the feeling and the mobility in his hands back is he started doing needlepoint. And he became insanely good at it. And even though it was initially frowned upon because it was uh, needlepoint was regarded as a feminine activity um ernest thesiger actually got injured veterans into needlepoint and it did help them regain the use the use of their hands and ernest thesiger became world famous for his needlepoint work whenever he was in movies in his hotel room he would set up all the pieces he'd made with price tags on them uh he made an altar cloth for buckingham palace was very was uh close friends with the royal family and was at least bisexual um or gay uh 
he was known for his he was known for his wit, which comes through a lot in this movie. Um, on movie sets, he was known as the stitchin' bitch, and he is so good in this film. You know, just the way Ernest Thesiger looks, he looks like this gaunt sort of walking corpse with dark around the eyes, and that voice that he has. Um, he's absolutely delicious in this film. Um, also in this movie is Gloria Stewart, who plays the, really the female lead in The Old Dark House. And you have seen Gloria Stewart in a movie before. She plays Old Rose in Titanic, released in 1997, and she got an Oscar nomination for it. And when you watch The Old Dark House, you can see Gloria Stewart in her heyday as a film actress. She's absolutely gorgeous, and the costume designer makes sure to put her in a gown that exposes as much skin as was allowed on film at that time. Uh, also in the movie, uh, making his Hollywood debut is Charles Lawton. Charles Lawton, great, great actor, most well-known in horror movies for his role as Quasimodo in The Hunchback of Notre Dame, won an Oscar um, as Henry VIII for uh, The Private Life of Henry VIII. Um, you can tell kind of that this is his first movie, because uh, Hollywood movie, because he's really acting for the stage. The character he plays has such a big personality, and he's just a delight to watch. He has a great monologue about... Um, the death of his wife. That is just a hoot. Um, the whole movie's a hoot. Uh, also in the movie, um, getting top billing is Boris Karloff, uh, who is billed just as Karloff. And there's a title card at the, before the opening credits that says, basically says, like, we don't want you to be confused. This actually is the same Karloff that played the monster in Frankenstein. Um, Boris Karloff plays Morgan, the butler, who, uh, is mute. He can't speak. He can only, uh, mumble and grunt. Um, and he has an alcohol problem, which, um, causes much conflict as the movie goes on. But I think the most extraordinary performer in the old dark house is Ava Moore as Rebecca Frem. Uh, Femme, the sister of Ernest Thesiger's Horace Femme. Uh, she, uh, Ava Moore was an actor who had a 60-year-long career, um, did everything you could imagine, was a suffragette, um, actively um, went to demonstrations and wrote plays promoting women's suffrage at a time when that was a very risky thing to do. And in The Old Dark House, she has one of the great monologues in horror movie history. And I'm just going to play the whole damn thing uh, because it's amazing. They were all goddess here. They used to bring their women here. Brazen, lolling creatures in suits and settings. They filled the house with laughter and sin. Laughter and sin. If I ever went down among them, my own father and brothers, they would tell me to go away and pray. They wouldn't tell Rachel to go away and pray. <laughs> and I prayed and left them with their lustful red and white women. 
Oh, it's so good. Um, and there's more that she does both before and after that. But that's just, that's the core of the monologue. She is just so nuts. And she is this tiny little hunched over woman. And just religious fanatic. And also hard of hearing. Uh, so she... Um, Oh, is always scre is always screaming like what? I'm a little deaf. Um, which which is very very funny. Um, so she she's also incredible. Um, this movie is also very famous and much parodied for the dinner scene that happens between the characters as they're taking shelter in the old dark house, um, and it revolves a lot around potatoes and it goes a little like this. And again, there's more. Um, also delightful in this movie is Lillian Bond as Gladys Duquesne, or is that her real name, um, who arrives with Charles Lawton and has a fun backstory that gets teased out. And because this movie was made in 1932, this is um, pre-Hays Code, so there's a lot of sexual innuendo um, that, gets that gets into this movie, which is a delight. Um, there's one scene where Lillian Bond as um, Gladys and Melvin Douglas as Roger Penderel go to the stable and they drink some whiskey together, um, but she's gotten her shoes wet, so he gives her his shoes and then carries her back to the house, and Charles Lawton is all like, where have you two been for so long? And Penderel says, she got her feet wet. And Charles Lawton says, oh, she got her feet wet. And then <laughs> Lillian Bond as Gladys says, and that wasn't all either. Which, there's only one way to take that, folks. Um, and there's also, as I said, some interesting gay subtext in the movie, um, particularly with Ernest Thesiger's uh, character, Horace Femme. Uh, he reveals that he is wanted by the police, and that's why he's hiding in the old dark house. Um, it's never stated what it is. Like, is he a murderer? Is it because he was caught for homosexual acts, um, which were illegal at the time? Probably. Uh, and then later, when he's escorting the character Philip Waverton, played by Raymond Massey, up to the mysterious third floor of the old dark house. He pauses and says, Oh, this is my bedroom. Won't you come inside? There are one or two things I would very much like you to see. Um, and you can just imagine what those might be. Um, so with all that fun, uh, you do have really, really creepy visuals in this film. You know, that, that stereotypical shot of a long hallway um, with lots of windows and white curtains blowing in and the rain and wind. Um, that's from this movie. Um, there's just so much fun stuff, and I don't want to spoil it. Uh, so where you can find this film is actually for free on YouTube. 
there was a recent uh, 4K, I believe, uh, or something like that, restoration done of the old Dark House. And it is available to watch on YouTube. Uh, that is the cleanest print of it. Highly recommend it. That version is also streaming on Shudder. If you have the Shudder streaming service, and if you're a horror fan, you should, as I talked about last night. Um, the Old Dark House is one of those movies, though, that I think in, in some ways is even more fun if you see it on an old grainy version of it, which are also available on YouTube. So you can take, you can take your pick. I think this film is enjoyable either way. Um, underrated classic. Watch the old dark house and then we'll come back for our second feature of the night. I know that one of you is a werewolf. <laughs> I saw you in the garden this afternoon. Don't be frightened, dear. She's a little bit eccentric. So our second feature on our uh, (laughs) dark and stormy night or Dork and Stormy Night, whatever, um, is Haunted Honeymoon, made in 1986 and written and directed and starring Gene Wilder and uh, Gilda Radner and Dom DeLuise and a fantastic cast. And this movie is basically a remake of The Old Dark House from 1932. Uh, Gene Wilder had always loved the what he called comedy chiller movies where uh, there's spooky things going on in an old house um, but it's also a murder mystery um, and the supernatural is usually debunked at the end but then sometimes not always and he wanted to make his own sort of love letter to all those films that he loved as a kid growing up uh, and Haunted Honeymoon is what resulted in it. And it's the same kind of thing as the work he did with Mel Brooks with Young Frankenstein and Blazing Saddles, um, but Gene Wilder's off doing it on his own this time. And this film, I think, tragically and unjustly, was a complete box office failure. It was only in theaters for about one week before it got pulled, um, lost a ton of money, and has been lost in relative obscurity since then. Um, It was released on DVD um, years ago, but it's still very hard to find. It's not currently streaming uh, anywhere, sadly, but I highly recommend you check it out. Uh, There is... Uh, an earlier remake of The Old Dark House that was done in 1963 by William Castle. Uh, And I love me a lot of William Castle, but his remake of The Old Dark House starring Bob Hope in 1963 is an absolute abomination. It's so, so bad. It is also available to watch on YouTube, and you'll think, oh, I kind of want to see it. No, you don't. Trust me. It's a waste of your time. It's an awful movie. That's why we're watching Haunted Honeymoon instead. And Haunted Honeymoon really ticks so many boxes for me in terms of spooky things I love. Um, 
the frame device of Haunted Honeymoon, where the movie starts and ends, is that um, the characters played by Gene Wilder and Gilda Radner are the lead actors on Manhattan Mystery Theater, which is a weekly horror ra- old-time radio show broadcast. Um, this movie is set in the, ni- in the 1930s. Um, and I love old-time radio, you know, especially... Arch Obler shows Lights Out and Quiet Please, but also, you know, the classic Suspense and Inner Sanctum uh, and The Witch's Tale, which is actually the earliest known uh, radio horror series. Love all those. So I love that that is a part of Haunted Honeymoon and a very important part of it, as you will see as the movie goes on. Uh, But the premise is that Larry Abbott, who's played by Gene Wilder, has developed this fear, this sort of stage fright um, from some sort of mental block, um, especially revolving around werewolves for some reason. And so one of Larry's family members, who is a doctor, decides to invite Larry and his fiancée, Vicky Pearl, played by Gilda Radner, to the old family estate uh, where the whole eccentric family is gathering. And at that gathering, the doctor will plan to scare Gene Wilder to death to rid him of his fear. Or perhaps to kill him because Gene Wilder is the beneficiary of uh, Aunt Kate's will. Aunt Kate is the matriarch of this very, very weird and creepy family, and she is played by Dom DeLuise in drag. And Dom DeLuise won a Razzie Award for Worst Supporting Actress of 1986 for his work in this movie. I actually think his performance is great in Haunted Honeymoon. He doesn't play it as a joke. He doesn't play the characters like, oh, look, I'm a man, I'm a man in a dress. Isn't that funny? He doesn't do that at all. He plays Aunt Kate completely straight. Um, and you, and the way he looks, it, you forget that it's a man in drag. Like he really becomes this sort of silly, terrified, grand old woman. And he actually, his entrance in Haunted Honeymoon, Dom DeLuise's Aunt Kate, he actually appears on the staircase and he recites word for word Ava Moore's great monologue that I played for you all from the old dark house. Um, like They were all godless here, that one. Uh, and then he slides down the banister. Um, it's delightful. There's also a musical number um, between uh, Dom DeLuise and Gilda Radner called Ball and the Jack, which you just have to see to believe. It makes no sense, and it's absolutely delightful. Um, Another box that Haunted Honeymoon ticks for me is that it kind of throws, like all the best old Dark House movies and their parodies, it kind of throws all of the spooky tropes into play. So the clip you heard at the beginning of the movie where Aunt Kate has the entire family gathered and she says, I know that one of you is a werewolf. So it sets up the mystery, like who in the family is the werewolf that you see throughout the movie. And this is actually taken uh, from a 1970s amicus horror movie called The Beast Must Die. And I'm going to cheat 
and recommend that you also watch The Beast Must Die. I tried to find room for it on this list and I just couldn't, but I'm going to cheat and tell you about it now. Uh, the Beast Must Die is basically Agatha Christie's And Then There Were None, but with a werewolf instead. Um, and even more than that, in The Beast Must Die, the host announces, I know that one of you is a werewolf. Every single guest here has eaten human flesh. So suddenly the characters are all cannibals. They're all cannibals, and that's just thrown out there. It's this which one of them is also a werewolf in addition to being a cannibal. Delightful movie. Really great and actually surprising ending. Um, so seek out The Beast Must Die from the 1970s by Amicus Productions. So, back to Haunted Honeymoon, you have a werewolf walking around, but you also have, you know, a creepy, creepy storm, there's, like, ghostly figures, there's just weird creature things happening, um, and you have also in this uniformly magnificent cast of character actors, you have a very young Jim Carter as Montego the Magician, and he's actually very creepy. Um, they do creepy things where his eyes start shining. Um, and he's a very, very sinister character. And Jim Carter is well known now for playing Carson the Butler in the British soap opera Downton Abbey. Um, and getting four uh, Emmy nominations for playing that role, but never winning. So uh, you get to see a very young Jim Carter in Haunted Honeymoon. And he looks very very similar to how Bela Lugosi looked in the 1931 Dracula, um, which I think is why they do the creepy thing with his eyes, like they light Lugosi's eyes in Dracula. Um, so Haunted Honeymoon is honestly a delight. As I said, the cast is magnificent. It's filled with all these great character actors, people that you've seen in a million movies but probably don't know their names. Um, the production design is amazing. Um, the 1930s costumes, the elaborate creepy sets of this big haunted mansion, and the exteriors for the old dark house in Haunted Honeymoon were actually filmed at Oakley Court, which also served as the spooky castle in the Rocky Horror Picture Show from uh, 1975, which will appear later on this list. So there's a lot to love here. Um, I highly recommend you seek out Haunted Honeymoon. Um, it's really a shame that it failed at the box office and has kind of been forgotten. I honestly think that if the movie had been made in black and white, like Young Frankenstein was, I think it would have been more of a success and more highly regarded today because I think Haunted Honeymoon is honestly every bit as good as Young Frankenstein is. And it, the fact that it's in color, even though it's muted color to try and evoke um, a 1930s thing, it, it doesn't work as well that way. Um, this was also the very final film um, that Gilda Radner appeared in. Um, uh, Gene Wilder and Gilda Radner made this movie after they'd been married a year, um, and soon after, Gilda Radner, of course, found out she had cancer. And watching 
it's kind of a sad note to it, but watching Gilda Radner in this movie, having if you've seen her work prior to this, prior to 1986, you can tell that something's wrong. She is very, very, very thin in this movie, um, almost gaunt. You can tell she's lost a lot of weight, um, and in retrospect, you can tell that she's very sick. Um, but that's just looking at her physically. You cannot tell at all in her on-screen performance. Gilda Ratner, of course, was a brilliant, brilliant comic artist. And she is just perfect in this movie. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful final role uh, for her unfortunately final role for her to go out on she gets that screwball 30s dame thing just pitch perfect um she is great in this film as is everyone in it including i i maintain worst supporting actress razzie award winner dom deloise as aunt kate so watch haunted honeymoon come back and we'll finish out the night folks My friends, thank you for joining me for 62 Horror Movies with Josh Hitchens. That is me. Tomorrow night, I've decided we're going to do a little dark Disney night. We are going to start off with The Legend of Sleepy Hollow from 1949, and then check out a Disney Halloween, also known as Disney's Halloween Treat, which was released in 1983. You're gonna have some nostalgia tomorrow night. So until then, my friends, I've been your host, and I wish you a very happy Halloween. <laughs>